Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Shannon Spake swings in now. Uh, Shannon, have you recovered from basically like a 24-hour workday surrounding the Daytona 500? No. <laughs> the yeah. answer is no. I still haven't recovered. It was uh, it was a really, really – I mean, listen, it was a great day. We made a lot of television. It, it was great to be back just based on how everything was last year. It was so strange. I was in the studio by myself most of the time talking to people remotely. And to have all of us sitting on the desk and, and up there – uh, for pretty much a 20-hour day. I got in hair and makeup on Sunday morning at 6 a.m., and then we were on set at 9 to rehearse for our 11 o'clock show, and we did our last hit at 1 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Uh, so yeah. It was, yeah, it was, but it was a team effort. And, and, you know, this is the thing. I cover other sports, obviously, and covering NASCAR has prepared me for anything and everything that I do because of the fact that they're just really long weekends and really long days, and I am so proud of our entire Fox Sports family our NASCAR family for what we did, because honestly, Clay, like you and I have talked about it, just the amount of content and putting it out there. It's 
it's, it's a challenge and we accepted that challenge and I thought we did a really good job. And of course we had a, we had the race, we got the race in. nobody thought at like eight 30 at night, we were actually going to get that race. in. I was watching the radar and it was just like green blobs everywhere. And then it broke up. They were actually planning on calling the race. They had, they had already told us that they were going to call the race and then everything started to break up and, and we got the race in first time winner. I think Michael McDowell has like 300 and something starts in, in the cup series and has never won. And of course he goes out and wins at Daytona. 500. So one of the big, I'm going to get to Michael McDowell, who I think uh, was on the show uh, the Tuesday day that I was out. I'll get to it in a minute. Thanks to NASCAR for uh, for getting him on the, basically the day after he won the Daytona 500. One of the biggest challenges for people out there who kind of take behind the scenes in the television universe is when you unexpectedly have to fill. And I've done this mm-hmm. a few times on television. We do it quite a bit on radio where you expect a guest and then the guest doesn't show up and you have to completely, you know, just cover a segment which might be 15 minutes or so uh with the topic that you're not anticipating for rain delays in the world of sports and i've done this a few time on few times on television in the college football universe where Mm -hmm. there's a sudden thunderstorm or lightning or whatever else and there's a multi-hour delay where you suddenly have to fill all the time on the air and you don't necessarily know when you're going to be able to get back that's one of the most challenging things that happens in television right because it's it's totally unscripted. There's no real uh, data points that you can follow in terms of what the latest is, and you're just kind of out there having to uh, ha- having to to cover all that time. Yeah, no question. So we did um, one. I think I told you when we spoke on Monday, we did one segment that it was like 22 minutes with no commercial break. And we did have some interviews from the racetrack. Regan Smith and Jamie Little were out at the racetrack, but it was like, all right, we come back. I have you know a Bobby Labani and and myself and Larry kind of go over some talking points like, Hey, why don't we talk about this? Why don't we talk about this? And, and I set those guys up. So we, you know, listen, I've been doing this for a really long time. You know, one question can get you about a minute 30 out of your two analysts. Two questions can get you to about two thirty three minutes. And then you have a producer in your ear saying, uh, go out to the track. Jamie's with, you know, whoever. And so then I throw out to the racetrack and then we come back. We can oftentimes play off of what that driver said, or we've decided that we're going to move in a different direction, but 20 minutes is a long time to film. It's so funny because well, at one point we're live and uh, they say, we got Joey Logano on Zoom. So let, let's go to Joey. We have him on. And, and of course, we didn't know we were going to get Joey. So you're kind of like, okay, what's my first question to him? And it's, you'll, you'll laugh at this. So I throw to Joey and I'm like, we got Joey Logano on the zoom now. And I'm like, what did I just say? Like, yes. I just said zoom Like, Like my mind was starting to slip. And as soon as we got off, I was like, I need coffee right now. Get me coffee. Because <laughs> I just said zoom like on air. And I don't even know why I said that because I think you just get to be like, you get kind of like loopy and you don't really know where you're going and you have to kind of pull it back together mentally. But it was a lot of fill, but it's fun. I love doing that stuff. I love it when we don't really know where we're going to go. I feel like the chaos, I I have much more control and I, I enjoy sort of flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, we're talking to Shannon Spake. You can follow her on Twitter at Shannon Spake NASCAR Daytona 500, uh, happening by the way, uh, the final lap, and so I was tweeting about this because I know it was late at night, and but I was curious because the last 10 laps or so, what could happen? Will there be substantial fallout on the track from Joey Logano was set to win the Daytona 500, major event to win, and then mm-hmm. I believe Brad Kozlowski kind of got up and started to make a move, and one cut off the other, and 
I'm not an expert on exactly who is to blame, but the result is these guys are teammates, right? They're both uh, Mm -hmm. Fords, I think, right? Uh, And they wipe each other out. I mean, it was uh, chaos, fire, flames, uh, and uh, the 100-to-1 underdog, who it doesn't seem like anybody anticipated ever being in the mix, is the victorious guy who's basically left standing after the chaos. What's the long-range fallout, if anything, from teammates like that having an incident right at the finish line of basically the Super Bowl of NASCAR? There will be. You know, there there will certainly be hard feelings. Joey has already won a Daytona 500. Brad has not, which I think is, is a big thing. And Joey was on Race Hub on Tuesday night talking about it, said he hadn't talked to Brad yet, but they will talk. And eventually what they both have to realize, what Brad has to realize, is that it's a Daytona 500. And, you know, Joey is super aggressive and never apologizes for doing exactly what he needs to do to win a race for his team, for his guys when he walks back in that hauler. He wants his guys to look at him and know that he did everything possible on that racetrack to get that victory for them. And that's what he does. And, and sometimes he's overly aggressive and, and he'll admit that. I, yeah, I am because I do what I need to do to win. So Brad will certainly be upset because, you know, he had a chance to win the Daytona 500. But at the same time, if you watch the replay and Joey said this on race hub, Joey's like, I wish I wouldn't have blocked because he was he he got hit from behind anyways and was going to wreck. And if I hadn't blocked, then maybe I would have gotten wrecked too. Uh, it's the last lap on the Daytona 500. It's the last 25 yards of the Daytona 500. You do what you have to do to try to win the race for you and your team. And that's what the long term uh, that's what the long term result with these two will be. Brad will understand, but but certainly it'll sting for a while. We're talking to uh, Shannon Spake now. Uh, in addition to the Daytona 500 going on. You are a big Howard Stern fan, and uh, evidently with all the race delay and everything else, one positive was on Howard Stern, Ronnie the limo driver has decided that you are criminally underranked in terms of hotness. So did you hear about this listening to the show live, or did somebody tell you about it when he's talking about how good looking you are? So it was Tuesday morning when this list came out, and I was still recovering from Daytona. So I got my kids off to school and I went back and laid down and all of a sudden, like my phone is blowing up. Like my husband's calling me, my friends are texting me and they're like, you're blah, blah, blah. You're on Howard Stern. And, and so I tried to go back and listen to it. And I heard the list and I heard like, I I guess I didn't, I don't know what I listened to. Maybe I was halfway asleep, but I didn't hear like the full extent of what Howard said because later someone sent me the audio and he was like, Shannon Spake, 44 years old, covers NASCAR, you know, has been on the wrap up show. She's a huge fan of the show. One of the coolest things for me was Robin was like, Oh really? And, and I love Robin. I just think she's such a great, I mean, just she's amazing, right. For what she's done for so long sitting in that studio and, and just her coolness factor. So I was like, this is so cool. And then on uh, Wednesday, again, he, he read Howard read my tweet. I'm like, this is so cool. He's saying my name, you know, <laughs> cause I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. And when I have gone on to the wrap up show, I've never been able to meet him. So this is, I think the closest that I'll get, but it, it's really cool. Ronnie's a huge NASCAR fan. He's been in a bunch of races. Uh, I know he was watching the other night cause we were, we were sharing texts about the race so yeah it's it's very it's very flattering so did the top 10 list have a ranking like what did you think of the other women in the top 10 list did you know any of them yeah, I, 
Yeah, so Jamie was on there, Jamie Little and, and Kelly Stavis, who are the um, these three, uh, we all work for NASCAR. He actually had, like, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba at 10, like, together, which I, I'm like, okay, because I think Gabrielle Union is drop-dead gorgeous, and, and obviously Jessica Alba. I didn't know the other ones because, like, they were on Price is Right, I think, and then, like, some <laughs> other things. So, and I don't watch Price is Right. Um, so, yeah. So We've been I'm watching, by the way, The Price is Right in my house because of the <laughs> No, that is uh, shut down the city of Nashville. Uh, the kids are all home, but uh, but I feel like Jessica Alba is pretty well known. Um, I yeah. mean, uh, and Gabrielle Union too. So I'm not sure that they were really under the radar. But that is uh, that is really <laughs> funny uh, that yeah. you made the under the radar Ronnie the limo driver. My <laughs> wife loves Ronnie the limo driver because oh, right. uh, he's uh, he's got all sorts of uh, ridiculous things that he's gotten into over the years. I like it when they do Ronnie puppet <laughs> and they have like, you know, the Ronnie puppet and they're just, I mean, it's just so funny. Yeah. I, uh, Ronnie's great. Again, I've met him in a couple of races. He's really good friends with Kurt Busch. I, I met him when I went to the wrap up show. Uh, I've done that show, I think four times now. So I've been on set with, with Gary and John Hine, which is, it's so cool. You get to, and then you get to walk to the studio and see where Howard kind of sits and Robin sits and, and all that stuff. It was, it, it's certainly been a highlight for me. I'll tell you this. Uh, I used to think the idea that you would have a driver would was just the height of ridiculousness. But I don't even drive that much. But recently I've been like, I told my wife this the other day and she just rolled her eyes. I was like, I kind of think that I could, like right now, Uber, everybody kind of has their own driver, right? Yeah. Like, so if you go out and you get an Uber or whatever else. But it, it's so much more efficient. Like, so where I live, it might take, I don't know, depending on traffic, 30 minutes for me to get to downtown Nashville. And let's say I have to go to a meeting or I have to go to a dinner or whatever else. I like being in a car like an Uber. I will get Ubers now pretty regularly because Mm -hmm. I like to be able to respond to emails and I like to be able to respond to texts and basically work for the whole half hour because otherwise I'm driving and I can't, you know, kind of get out of the uh, get out of the normal you know, it's hard to text or you're not supposed to, I guess, now or whatever. But you can't really be plugged in for that 30 minutes. So that's a full hour of my day if I have to go to a meeting where I'm not being very productive and things can pile up. And so I used to think like the idea of having a driver was ridiculous. Now I'm like, it's probably the single if you're in the car a decent amount of time. It's mm-hmm. probably if you're a rich person, the single most productive what productive thing you can do uh, in order to make sure that you're able to get as much done as possible. When I worked at the early show in New York, and, and I was just I was a production assistant, and you know Brian Gumbel, Jane Clayson were there when I was working there. Julie Chen was there, and I remember some of those folks telling me like, if you ever get in television and you already if you ever have this, make sure you get a driver in your contract. And that was in New York, right? So you yeah, don't know right. where they were. It's hard to right park. Places. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Like getting dropped off at the right place matters a big deal. Well, Los Angeles, you've been on the Fox lot before. Like, yeah. how do you even find a parking spot at the at the Fox lot? Like, you have to go into that building and you have to drive around like you're in an like underground garage and you I've never know, like, had a, this is crazy off. I think one time I've spent years probably in my life now I think only one time have I ever had my own car in LA yes, because it's crazy because like I stay next door at the hotel and mm-hmm. since I started going out the whole uber universe has existed and mm-hmm. so I just haven't been concerned about uh, about being able to get wherever I need to go. Um, but that is uh, that is interesting. And, and that's one of the first times I was like, wow, this is kind of amazing. Fox, you know, has 
cars waiting for you to get picked up yeah. uh, when you get off. Or they, at least they did. I don't know if they've had budget cuts since, but you you know you walk right off and everybody's lined up and they've got uh, they've got it ready to roll. That's pretty awesome. Like when you walk off of a off of an airplane to, yeah. to, and to just be able to have somebody right there waiting for you to get you wherever you need to go. Yeah, and I have a driver that drives me to the airport. So I have one guy who I he he was an same Uber guy every time. Every time. So it was a, you know, he was an Uber driver. I think, I think he's been with me for like four or five years now. You and just the text first him time directly me, to pick you up? Correct. Yep. I get yeah. him my schedule and I tell him, hey, Friday morning I'm leaving, Sunday evening I'm coming back. These are my times. And he's like, sure, no problem. And like, I literally land, I'm like, just landed and he pulls right up. That's and to awesome. me, that's like, actually a smart yeah, idea. To me, like, A, I, I, I know who's bringing me home, I know who's coming yep. to my house. Because when I have to hire like a one-off Uber driver, sometimes you just don't know who you're getting in the car with. And sometimes, honestly, after like a long Sunday, I don't want to talk. You know, like I don't want to talk to someone and have a conversation with someone about, you know, and and he kind of gets that because he's been with me for a really long time. And it's nice because when you're traveling every single weekend or even like when I was at ESPN and I would do a Tuesday night basketball game and a Saturday night basketball game, that extra 30 minutes that it takes you to kind of land, walk to your car, find your car, pay out, like I could be home and I'm getting very few, you know, hours with my kids and my husband. And so, and it's the same price, honestly. I mean, he charges me pretty much the same that I would pay for parking. And so it's, it works out perfectly. What is your Uber rating? Do you know? Oh, no. I don't even you know. A- you know. And I stopped using Uber. I started using Lyft a lot because I had an Uber driver show up one time and the rear, the, the, the side mirror on his car was like falling off. And he got out in front of my house and started taping it with scotch tape to keep it up. And I'm like looking at him. I'm like, that's not going to work. And yeah. so I was like, I'm going to I'm going to start going with Lyft a little bit more than I do with Uber. <laughs> it's interesting. Like, uh, Dub, do you have, I want Dub's the number here while I'm talking to you. I, I've thought about it some and I've had so I'm going in right now. Do you know what an average Uber uh, like rating is? I'm four point eight eight. Is that good or bad? Dub? Do you have one? I'm pulling mine up right now. I will say, however, oh, can I look it up? I can look mine up too. I yeah, guess, you right? should be able. You should be able if you go into your Uber app and you okay. click on up on the upper left corner where it looks like there's like three memo lines. If you click yeah. right there, you should be able to go in and see what your number is. I'm four point eight nine. However, I have been, I think, permanently removed from the Lyft app due to some shenanigans of uh, some of my buddies back home. So. So you're better than me, but you can't get an Uber right now. Like you're banned. No, no, no. From I, I'm Uber? banned from Lyft. Oh, I'm Uber. Oh, oh. I'm four point eight nine. So so you're basically is that good or better? Look it up and see what the ratings are. My rating is. We're looking at. Oh, I don't even know what my. This is the password thing. I oh my goodness. The biggest the biggest issue for me in terms of I don't know if four eight eight is good or bad. I get frustrated if the wait's too long and I just cancel. Right. Like if I or if I see somebody go the wrong direction, I'm like, you're dead to me and I just cancel. And so I would imagine that I've gotten some negative feedback from drivers because there's nothing worse than like needing to be somewhere. And you're standing there looking at your app and you're like, no, you got to turn there. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, and they drive by the wrong way. And it goes from totally. like your driver is four minutes away to your driver oh, is yeah. like 11 minutes away. And you're like, no, you just because there's nothing worse than following along on the GPS. That's why I think I'm a 488 because I'll look and I'll be like, oh, you're supposed to. Oh, no, don't turn there. And so like you're four minutes away and then they go to 11 minutes away and like you're standing there and you're and you're uh, like there's just a lot of incompetence on it. So so did you yeah. find out what your rating is, Shannon? 
I, you can't know, remember you your know, password? I don't know if I have the, it won't let me see it on the computer. And I don't even know if I have the app down. Oh, here it is. Yeah, but of course, like these iPhones, they update the app by by themselves, don't they? And then you have yes. to wait. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know what I'll I'll tweet it or I'll whatever. It's, you can it's text me and we'll report. <laughs> we'll report. I, I'm just curious. I don't know if you get a benefit for being uh, uh, for being a good looking woman who's on Howard Stern's top ten most <laughs> underrated go. Ronnie of the limo driver <laughs> list, uh, or whether <laughs> like I'm just. Part. Yeah, or whether you get a negative because uh, I'm I'm a four eight eight and I don't know if that's good. Dub, have you looked up? Is there any sort of uh, idea based on ratings where where that like breaks down? Yeah, I'm seeing on one of those kind of question websites or whatever you want to call them, uh, four point eight or higher is apparently good slash average. So I think good we, slash average is a broad category. By yeah, the way. well that's what that's all I'm seeing here. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, I mean, would you agree that good slash average is a broad? I mean, like, if, if your kid came home and you were like, you got a teacher report and they were like, how's your kid doing? They're in the average to good category is like a pretty broad category. Like, I don't know that I would agree that those two words should be put together. I mean, I understand uh, that they would have that because they're in some way trying to avoid um, offending anybody because the last thing they want is for people to not be able to uh, to go. But this in and of itself is uh, is pretty funny, I think. Yeah, I'm, my app is still downloading. This this is unbelievable. I'm, I'm having phone problems as well. Uh, I, I didn't even know that we were rated. I didn't know that I was rated on Uber, which is kind of disturbing. Um, I, but yeah, I, you're not going to be top ten most underrated on Uber. I tell you that. Like you've you've already had your positive results. There you go. Yes, I'm 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 good for the year. <laughs> I made the top ten list. I'm number six. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Number six. Who was number one? See, I again, I. I I, yeah, I don't know because I think she's on the prices right. <laughs> Never watch that. Um, I'll, again, I don't know what the top ten list is. I know where I am. That's all. That's all I care about is where I am. <laughs> just outside right. the top well, five. I understand. I don't think Story I'll ever my get. Life. Just outside the top five. <laughs> just, just outside. The, what did your husband think? Did he think you were criminally underrated? Yes, of course. He told me yeah. that. <laughs> did you, by the way, what did what did you guys do for, uh, I know Valentine's Day was the day of the Daytona 500. Did you guys do anything yeah. special for Valentine's Day? No, I left my kids some gifts. I mean, I was out of the house at 5, 5.15 on, on Sunday and didn't walk back until 2. So I we celebrated on Monday. My, my sons and I just watched a movie all day on Monday. The, the weather here wasn't very good. And so we kind of just laid around and I was exhausted and uh, and watched some movies and hung out. But um, they gave me, what did I get? I got flowers. I'm not a big gift person. Like I like to give more than I like to, you know, like I like to give gifts. Um, so they got me flowers. And then my one son um, wrote me a poem, which this mommy's heart just burst. And, um, and that was about it. My husband gave me some flowers. So we're good. We're building a house. So every day is Valentine's Day. I'm getting I'm getting boxwoods and magnolia trees for for Valentine's Day. How much time have you spent on the details of the house? Oh, like, are you I, intimately involved in every single day? That yes. seems overwhelming to me. Yes. No, I did not use a designer, and my husband was the general contractor on it. So we built. He he did the CAD work on it. He designed the entire house. He was over here every single day. Um, you know, I mean, yes, every single. Every single aspect of this house is is he and and myself. Like nothing else, we we had no input from anyone else. That is uh, that's pretty wild. So when are you actually going to be able to move into a fully We're complete? In. You're in. We're now in. You're you're yeah, focused November entirely 1st. on the outside uh, boxwoods and everything else. 
So we have like the red clay here in North Carolina. I don't know what your dirt looks like in, in Tennessee, but everything here is red clay. So if you don't have landscaping, you literally walk around in like a red clay mud. And I've got two boys and three dogs. And so every like every day you're just like wiping down feet. And so we're trying to get these these trees and and our grass and all of this stuff in as quickly as we can. But yeah, that's what we're working on right now is is landscaping. We're in we're in landscaping, you know what? What um a last question for you here. The uh Daytona five hundred starts off, it has a rain delay. What is mm-hmm. the expectation for this weekend in NASCAR? Uh is it where are you guys going next and uh, what was the general feedback notwithstanding the rain delay for the launch of this new season? Did it feel normal? I watched, seemed like there was a lot of crowd uh there, not a full crowd yet, but at least trending in that direction. The drivers said it felt weird because they weren't allowed to have their families with them in the infield. They're still doing, you know, and I think team owners were allowed to send, uh, you know, a small amount of people. So, and, and, and there was only like 25,000 fans where usually the Daytona 500 is completely sold out. So I think from that standpoint, yes, it did feel very weird still, but, but certainly a lot more normal than it has in a long time. In the studio, it felt great. You know, we, we, you know, we're obviously social distanced, but, and we wear masks when we're walking around and, and not on set, but it, it did feel like there was a little bit of normalcy. As far as this weekend, we actually go back to Daytona. So we, we normally do the second race of the season out in California in, in Fontana, but because of the strict rules for COVID, they, they altered it. And so we're doing the road course at Daytona this weekend, which is uh, what they ran in the clash on Tuesday night last week. And there are rain tires. So if it rains this weekend, we are good to go. They're going to throw those rain tires on those babies and they're going to race. And then next week we'll still be in the state of Florida. We're going to go down to Homestead Miami Speedway. So we've, we're spending three weeks in, in, in Florida, but, but we're racing and, and that's the most important thing. Outstanding stuff as always, Shannon Spake. We will talk to you uh, next week. Awesome. Talk to you later, Clay. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to Tire TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand cook test results and special offers they've been at this for over 40 years trust me they're the experts that's tirerack.com slash sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be jeff schwartz who filled in for one day i was supposed to be in mexico and then the uh, double winter storm hits and i'm not able to actually leave because all the flights get canceled uh jeff thanks uh, for hanging out with us here thanks for filling in on tuesday um and in charlotte you've got some ice but you haven't gotten yeah. slammed uh, like we did uh, in terms of basically the whole city and state being shut down for basically a week yeah you know we're like the only one of the only states that didn't get much of anything we, we got some rain all weekend um but a little snow in the mountains you know but outside of like florida and california we're like the only state that everybody like else no is snow. in like a, an all-time cold era right like i mean i looked at yeah. the, the map and it was basically southern california was kind of okay i mean it's winter but it's not like it's like southern california winter not yeah, normal winter yeah. and, and then florida like even even northern florida had some issues but southern florida is fine everybody else is just like a freezer box yeah, I mean, it's cold. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yesterday was, you know, the wind chill was in the 20s, which is very cold for, for North Carolina. Um, but, look, I, I have a little bit of FOMO because I do wish we had some snow. Right, We had President's Day on Monday, 
the kids were out of school. The snow would have been nice, a little bit of snow. Now, not enough to shut the city down, so I'm being very picky here. Um, you know, a little bit of snow would have been good. We haven't had any, we haven't had any really in a long time. Um, you know, the kids would have liked it. But then, of course, the problem with snow in the south is that it just shuts down your whole city, which you don't really want. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel bad for people in Texas, man. The power situation is so bad. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, it's, it's just, uh, yeah. So I, I kind of, I'm okay with, I guess, uh, some sunshine and just a tiny bit of ice. Yeah, no doubt. We're talking to uh, to Jeff Schwartz. Um, the drama out there, first of all, thanks for sitting in on Tuesday, and we'll see when I'm able to leave again. But uh, <laughs> the, the drama around Deshaun Watson seems like it's going to continue to build. I'm going to get to that in a sec. But if you were advising J.J. Watt, let's pretend J.J. Watt called you up and he said, hey, uh, i got to make a decision about where to go. Where do you think J.J. Watt should go? I think he should go to a place that would use him inside, down at three techniques, you know, defensive tackle especially. You know, he plays Houston kind of that hybrid defensive end, defensive tackle position. I think right now in his career, just putting him a defensive tackle would be important. I also think he needs to go to a place where he's not the only guy, right? So if you look at uh, a lot of places that are rumored to be spots for him, Pittsburgh and Green Bay and Cleveland, he won't be the only guy, right? For so many years at Houston, they had, they had uh, Whitney Merciless. He was good, but uh, you know, anywhere he goes, whether it's Cleveland or Pittsburgh or Green Bay, um, he won't be the only guy there, which is very important. The one team that I haven't seen people talk so much about is the Chiefs. I, I don't know why he wasn't even – the Chiefs weren't even on the initial odds list for teams he could sign with. I don't know why he would – Skip out on signing with uh, with Kansas City. Money should not be much of a concern. Uh, it's you know the cap's going down this year. I don't expect him to get uh, a big deal. But I think a place where a he doesn't have to play every down. Two, he can just rush the passer. Um, and three, he can play inside. So I think I think if you're looking at Green Bay is a great spot right away. Right, they're going to be competitive. They need him on defense. You have Kenny Clark, who's another defensive tackle, so he kind of will free himself up. To rush, you know, Pittsburgh. Everyone thinks Pittsburgh's brothers are there. They have a bunch of D linemen already. I mean, Watt probably will be like in a rotation. I don't know if he wants to do that or he wants to play more or less. Obviously, Kansas City is a good choice. Cleveland's interesting. Um, you know, I just if you look at the other possibilities, I'm not sure that they they kind of strike me as Super Bowl ready. Cleveland. I think they had a good year last year. They, that's what he has to consider too, right? Is can he win wherever he goes? It is interesting. Would you buy in at this point? Money should not be an issue for J.J. Watt that continuing right. to play, probably trying to win a championship is his number one overriding factor. Yes. Yeah, 100%, yes. And when you say he should play inside, is that that his speed outside is not necessarily what it used to be, and so he theoretically might have an ability to get to the quarterback better on an inside technique? I think so. If you look at him at defensive end, he's you know, not the same player. He's older now. He's been injured a bunch. Uh, you put him inside, quicker path to the quarterback. He gets to match up against you know guards that maybe a little bit you know not as quick as offensive tackles. Um, and yeah, you might you know you might get you know might take on a couple more double teams in the run game and whatnot. But it feels like that's the the spot to put him. His production just seems to be better when it's inside and not at defensive end. You are in North Carolina. We were just talking about the weather there. Another storyline has been, oh, the Panthers. That's a report. You never know whether these reports are, are true or not. 
But reports are that basically the Carolina Panthers are willing to do whatever it takes to try to get to Sean yeah. Watson, potentially including moving on from Christian McCaffrey. Uh, what do you think about those reports, and uh, do you buy into them at all with Matt Rule, obviously, as the guy who has taken over uh, moving into year two. Teddy Bridgewater was their guy for year one. Seems pretty clear that Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be their guy for year two. Do you buy into this report? The Teddy Bridgewater signing made no sense at the time. Um, you look at the Panthers and their roster, how young they were, and they just needed to be really bad and draft Trevor Lawrence. Like, that should have been the goal. Uh, and it would have made it much easier if McCaffrey had been hurt, right? I mean, if the kind of the same situation plays out uh, as it did last year, but you have, you know, Joe Schmo at quarterback and, and not a guy who's competent in Teddy Bridgewater, you probably win one or two games and you might not have to worry about trying to get Deshaun Watson or someone else. So they, they failed. I, I just, it made no sense. It still makes no sense. I don't know why they did it. As far as moving forward, heck yeah, they want Deshaun Watson. Who wouldn't want Deshaun Watson? And you give up everything you can. Christian McCaffrey, I've been over this many times, and Panther fans hate when I say this. The team is not any better when he's playing. The team is better when Cam Newton was playing. If you look at, at the numbers that McCaffrey had two years ago when they weren't very good and Cam um, was hurt most of the year, uh, that was, what, 2019 now. McCaffrey, every game McCaffrey had huge numbers, the Panthers lost. Like him getting 12 receptions in a game signified the Panthers were losing 31 to three, right? Like it was, it didn't mean that that he was helping them win the game. Um, it, and so I just don't understand again paying Christian McCaffrey. We continue to see paying running backs is not paying off with playoff wins. Uh, it's not at all. And the Panthers made a mistake in doing that, so they can trade him his salary, get him out to Houston for Deshaun Watson, 100 percent on board. Honestly, at the running back position, I think you could make an argument. I'm curious if you would agree with this, that so far, and I know there's still a couple of years left on his contract, that so far Derrick Henry is maybe the only guy who has lived up to the contract that he signed. It's not like the Titans wildly overpaid him, but you look at Ezekiel Elliott, big money, total you know, bust. Uh, you look at, uh, at, at everything that had to, to go into the Steelers when it came to Le'Veon Bell. He goes to the Jets, kind of a bust situation there. He seems pretty much done. McCaffrey gets injured. We'll see whether or not he's able to continue. There's just a long litany of guys getting paid at the running back position that don't then follow up at a high level. Is right now... Derrick Henry, the aberration in terms of a guy who got paid and looks like he might be worth the money he's getting paid? Yes and no. So if I were to tell you, you're obviously a Titans fan, I were to tell you, hey, you could have, say I had 2,000 yards from Henry, you could have 1,500, 1,200, whatever it is, from you know, a third-round running back. But the money you, you save with Derrick Henry's contract, you pay a defensive back or a pass rusher or yep. another position that Tennessee greatly needs to win games. Right? They're not winning or losing the Super Bowl because Derrick Henry's good or not. They're, you know, they, they, they can't compete because they can't rush the passer. So what if I told you, hey, you take the money that you have Derrick Henry, that you gave Derrick Henry, and you can go out and buy yourself a pass rusher, maybe two pass rushers, I think you would do that in a heartbeat, right? You would yeah, I think the, the challenge, for, for instance, yeah. for the Titans is 
they spent over $20 million on Vic Beasley and Jadavion Clowney, expecting those two guys to be guys yeah. who can get to the quarterback. And the two guys combined that they gave over $20 million to didn't get a single sack, which is one of the probably worst expenses in, in NFL recent history, uh, if you think about it, in terms of the expectation for what you would get and, and the fact that they spent the money on two different guys and both of them ended up being total bust. Yeah. Yeah, the clowny thing, I mean, I think most people saw that coming, right? That's why he, no one wanted to give him the deal is because he was so inconsistent. He had games where he, he looked. I remember going back to two years now. Was it Seattle? It was Monday Night Football or something. There's not football. He just dominated the 49ers. It was like his best game of his career. And you're like, wow. Like, that's what we can expect from him. Just, you never got that. And Vic Beasley just kind of never improved when he was, when he was you know, from Atlanta. Just never got better. But, yeah, I mean, so Henry's worked out so far. Um, and obviously, you have to now improve the defense in Tennessee to get you know back to where you want to be. And it's going to take a, a big effort to find a pass rusher in the draft. Um, I don't know how many are, are available in free agency. And again, the cap situation this year is going to make things really interesting. The cap is I think mean, 198 million ish right now. It's going to go down to. 178, 180, 181. Um, so teams are going to have to be very cost effective, and maybe you'll go the the, the draft, to undraft a free agent type of way to find guys to fill your roster. You can't afford players in free agency this year. Um, do you ever remember a guy getting a big contract in the locker room, and you're like, yeah, that guy doesn't care anymore? <laughs> like, do you ever remember? I'm not asking you to name names, but do you ever? Um, was ever a discussion in the locker room where you're like, yep, that guy got paid, and uh, you know he's mailing it in now? Do you ever remember that happening? I'm sure people thought that about me because I kept getting hurt, but I didn't get hurt yeah. because I was uh, mailing it in. Um, uh, let me think. Uh, I don't remember. You know, I, I, I kind of, you know, people ask me about that uh, often because I know it, it happens in the NFL. You know, Albert Hainsworth is obviously the example, but I've always felt, and I felt this way when the Giants paid me, is I almost felt much more obligation to live up to my contract. I, I know right. a lot of guys feel that way. Like, hey, man, and I still, the only thing I regret about my time with the Giants is just I couldn't play. Like, I got, I got hurt and I couldn't live up to my contract. Um, and I know a lot of players felt that way too. Like, hey, man, they, you know, they paid me this money. There's pressure on me to perform. I better live up to my deal. I think there's more guys like that than there are just like just packing. I'm trying to think of guys. I mean, there were guys I, I knew that didn't love football, but they weren't getting paid a lot of money. They just you kind of just were good at it and made their way through. And yeah, but no one that I can recall who got a huge deal. And um, it was it was at the time like, oh, you shouldn't pay this guy. Um, we're breaking down uh, every, everything in the uh, in the world of the NFL, but also I know you're a big baseball fan, and pitchers and catchers reporting. Uh, it, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty cool sign, especially with so much of the country like kind of overwhelmed by cold weather and ready for winter to be done. It's pretty cool to see pitchers and catchers reporting and just a normal spring training being set up, isn't it? Oh, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I think we're clearly moving to some normalcy in life again. I mean, there were reports, you know, by July maybe everyone can get vaccinated. So we're going to have normal sports. We'll have fans back in the stands for football this year. Uh, basketball is just the oddest without fans, I feel like. I mean, you know, football, the way that the cameras are and the way that we get to see the field, it didn't, it didn't feel much different. I think the, the fake crowd noise, some networks were better than others, but it kind of felt normal. Watching these college basketball games, man, it, like all, they, they pull their seats back. So, you know, it's just, it's just like a, a, a gym floor with a court on it. It just yeah. looks so weird. So I'm glad that we get some, you know, pitchers and catchers back. I'm sure we'll have some fans in the stands for, for baseball this year. I just hope 
hope the Dodgers suck. I mean, it looks like they're <laughs> going to be good. They just signed Trevor Bauer to a lot of money. Uh, and, you know, they're, you know, they're the clear favorites to, to be good this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it feels like we, we're going to get back to normal. I don't know what the first – Sign will be. I feel like spring football might be the if everyone kind of gets back to spring football, especially out west. That'd be the first sign to me. Like, okay, things um, feel like we're getting back to normal. Do you think that? And I, I think this is a big question. And we started off the second hour kind of talking about this a little bit. Do you feel like fans are going to want to rush back to the stands for sports, or do you think fans being away from going to games for a while is going to make it more challenging to sell seats going forward? And I'm not talking about the health-related concerns uh, because yeah. I do think there will be people who you know just continue to want to be a little bit scared for a while. But I'm just talking about going forward Sometimes when you stop whatever a habit is, right, like you and whatever that habit yeah. might be, it takes a while to return because that's the thing with habits, right? Once you get one started, uh, if you're a business like you've got the guy who's going to show up with his kids every three or four times a year to go watch a game and suddenly they weren't able to do that. Do fans come back in the same way to in-person sporting events post-COVID, regardless of health-related concerns, or have a lot of people just said, hey, you know what, I'm kind of over this? Man, that's a good question. Um, you know, watching a game from home, you know, there's obviously amenities, right? You have your own bathroom and you have your food yeah. and your big screen And TV also, by and the whatnot. way, I'm not even just talking about watching games from home. I think some people have just decided – there are other things to entertain them other than sports, right? Like that period, March, April, May, June, where basically there was nothing going on. People start watching Netflix. Like they kind of got away from maybe whatever your normal habits are. And I'm curious how soon people will get back to quote unquote normalcy in terms of in-person attendance. It's a great question because I think you're right about that, right? You got used to doing other things. Um, I think when sports return to a, nor- a, no- a more normal calendar, um, it'll get people more excited. I, I think there's people that might feel like, hey, man, I've been pent up inside my house for so long. Yeah. I normally don't go to a game. I'm going to go to a game, right? Like, I, I look, as soon as I get vaccinated, like, <laughs> I can't wait to do just, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Like, my wife's vaccinated now, and she's like all about traveling every weekend, and like, we're not doing it every weekend, but she just was like, all right, I, like, Let's go. And I feel like a lot of people might feel the same way. Like, hey, I feel like travel, I feel like you're right. I'm gone. I feel like travel, oh, yeah. you're 100% right because there's so many people out there that basically haven't done anything in terms of like, uh, even you had a trip to schedule to Europe, right? Like where you were going to go with your yeah, family and then it got yeah. canceled. And I feel like uh, we just lost our trip down to Mexico, but I feel like people have saved up money and vacation time, maybe in a way that, that they haven't before. And also, if you have something that you've wanted to do for some time, like like a bucket list trip, if somebody's out there saying, hey, I always wanted to go to Africa or I always wanted to go to Australia or whatever that might be, you never really anticipated that you wouldn't be able to take a trip for uh, for something like uh, COVID. And so I do feel like for big event uh, travel like that, it is going to skyrocket because a lot of people saved up. Yep. But I wonder for the average game or the uh, uh, that sort of thing, whether people are – because we, we've seen people are watching less on television of sports. Yeah. And I wonder if that's going to translate to the gate as I- well. I think for I think for different sports it might be like college football I think comes back roaring this big like, big this, time like, I agree like this fall like I think college football 
the stands are packed for the. I mean, you know, Oregon goes to Ohio State week two, and that thing's going to be a, a crazy mess, right? And people tailgating, so people are so yeah, desperate be to be insane. able to tailgate in yeah. a big way, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, baseball, basketball, I don't know. I don't know if I'm rushing to go see the Hornets play um, yeah. in Charlotte. Um, but I think there, I think there's going to be a slow, gradual return. It might take a couple of years. Um, but also, too, like once we get our kids back in school full time again, like I think once all these things become normal, we'll kind of go back to the things we used to. At least I'm very hopeful we will. I do think everybody wants to get back to normal. I do think you're right maybe on hitting on the individual sport because my argument for a while has been the challenge for many of these stadiums is they're just too big. And I think for big super events, like you mentioned, Oregon against Ohio State, the sales pitch for college football is, hey, come experience the weekend of a big college football game. You can't replicate that on television. I can replicate a lot of sporting events on television, right? And what I mean by you can't replicate it is, hey, I can't replicate spending the whole day at a tailgate, hanging out with friends, being able to walk around a college campus, being surrounded by people in a big, awesome social gathering. I can't replicate that from my couch. Now, I can drink a beer. I can watch a game. So the game itself is easier to replace. I think going forward the sort of pomp and circumstance surrounding the game is the best sales point for attending games in person. Does that make sense? Yeah, obviously the, the tailgating of it. You know, I, I don't – I'm different like the consumer, like as far as sports. I mean, I've, I've obviously done the whole pomp and circumstance. Like, I just go to the game. <laughs> I don't go for it. But it's different with kids. Like, my son and daughter, they, they're, like, begging me to go to games. They're like, Daddy, why didn't we go to football this year? Well, we, we couldn't. <laughs> like, I, I – so – I think my kids will really want, like, the, I'll take them for that type of thing. If I'm just going by myself, I'm just going for the game. But I think, like, you know, parents with kids are going to be happy to just take their kids to sporting events again, get them out of the house and uh, get them around people. And I know my kids, like I said, can't, they're not like huge sports fans, but they've been begging me to take them to a game this year because they just didn't get to go. And, um, you know, they go to like one football game a year um, and they, they really enjoy, they enjoy it more in person than they do on TV. So um, that'll be, yeah, you're right. I think about, about just people will want to be around people again. And part of that is the pregame festivities. I've been to, I went to NFL games. I went to college basketball. Uh, I have been to uh, college football. I went to games all last year as well. But one thing we couldn't do was actually go to baseball games. And I did go online. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. We're talking about that a little bit. Uh, I did go on to the Braves because my 10-year-old is a huge Atlanta Braves fan. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I've got to, uh, I've got to make sure uh, that we go to games in person because we actually traveled down to the Battery in Atlanta. You may remember this, but for his birthday, you could yeah, stay in a hotel, hotel right? and you could see yeah. into the stadium. And they also had the big screens up so you could watch the games. But being able to go watch that in person, I think, is uh, is is pretty pretty incredible. I'm with you, and like you know, I mean, I haven't been able to attend games in North Carolina. We haven't had fans. Uh, you know, to allow, but you know, we AAA they they just redid their deal, so they'll you know they'll have fans in the stands I think this year as well. So the Panthers did allow some fans, but I'm not as big of a Panther fan to go to big games when they're when they're terrible. Um, so yeah, I think I just think look, I just I, I hope and you know the the one thing I the, the question I have even just even regarding our industry, like do you think that you know they figured out how to do media basically without people in the same room? Does do you think like media goes back? to having 
in-person, um, you know, in-person studio shows where everyone's, you know, every, you know, everyone has to be there, do businesses. They figure out how to do business without traveling. Are they going to go back to traveling as much? I think a lot of these industries might be changed. They're just, just, you know, not really just sports, kind of everything else. No, I think you're right. I, I think business travel, uh, there has been a determination. Look, the, the, what I would say in general about this, and it's a really good question, is a lot of the experiments that people undertook they would not have been willing to undertake on their own because they were concerned that it would destroy the business. And what they have found out is, hey, actually, we can do some of these things. Like, we don't have to be on the road as much for business travel as we did in the past. I think it's going to take a long time for that to come back because it's not particularly efficient. Uh, right. Jim- right. And like, I mean, I mean, I mean, I did my whole job this year. Um from my house, I, I, yeah. I normally during you know during the year I go to LA four times a year. I you know, fly up to maybe I, I'm doing an ESPN thing. I fly up to Bristol, uh, you know, I go to the Super Bowl. I go to Radio Row, which there was, it was an embarrassing. It was sad, sad Radio Row this year. I didn't do that. Like I did everything I did from my house, and you do a lot of your work from your house anyway. It's like yeah, that's I think what the future might just be. You don't even have to be in the same room anymore. Yeah, I think the idea of everybody needing massive office buildings in order for people to be present, I, I understand the need for it to happen occasionally, but I don't think that people need traditional office settings for many jobs out there. I think it's going to, I mean, I think it's accelerated trends that might have taken 15 or 20 years to play out. Jeff Shorts, yeah. appreciate it, my man. Uh, have fun in Mexico next week, uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, take care. Thank you. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. 
And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast. Fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be rolling in third hour of the thursday edition of the program i hope all of you are having a fantastic start to your mornings i know that there are a lot of weather related conditions and concerns all over the country as a deep freeze has set in i hope that things are getting better in texas in particular but millions of you out there uh, lost your power uh, I know that many of you are out there dealing with a uh, a lot of different travel conditions than normally would be the case and I hope things are getting better sooner rather than later uh, wherever you may find yourself I know by the weekend things should be getting back to normal in many ways we are sitting probably with I don't even know what the total is seven or eight inches of snow here in Nashville which never happens uh, and uh, it snowed all last night. Going to finish off the show here this hour and then probably take my kids and end up uh, sledding. Looks like absolutely perfect uh, sledding conditions. So uh, that is what is on uh, tap here in uh, the OutKick studios. Uh, crazy and uh, unfortunate and, uh, and, and wild when you look at the history and the legacy of Rush Limbaugh in the world of radio. So I have been doing daily radio solo for about five years now. And uh, I did it before that on the weekend and uh, solo for years and years. And what I would say in general is, whether you like this show or not, there are relatively few people who can do solo radio on any topic, sports, current events, anything and even fewer of those people who can do it well, and a tiny pinprick of people who can do it well for as long as Rush Limbaugh did radio. Decades and decades of what I believe is 
the most influential radio show that has ever existed in the history of the United States, uh, in the uh, in the current affairs, in the political realm, in terms of influencing public policy, and in terms of just a massive audience of people who are listening along. And in particular, uh, I thought that the I think there are two people who are radio legends right now. That is Rush Limbaugh, and that is Howard Stern. And if you debate them and discuss them and try to analyze them the way that I would basically uh, that, that I would basically characterize it is Limbaugh is the most influential radio person of all time. I think Howard Stern is probably the most entertaining radio person of all time. When you think about the decades and decades of work that both of those guys have done in their careers and that uh, I went on with Gottlieb yesterday in the afternoon talking about this soon after the news broke and what I said was and and I I think it's there's a lot of truth to it there's a difference between influential and entertaining and the most entertaining movie for instance never by and large ends up winning the Academy Award because there's a difference between movies that are uh, that are significant and making major statements oftentimes and just popcorn level entertaining movies so the marvel superhero movies which is what i would say basically is howard stern never end up even though they have a massive appeal uh winning oscars and meanwhile there are other movies that are incredibly influential that don't have the same viewership that people end up giving uh, a lot of attention to and I would say that is in a rough analogy the difference between Limbaugh and between Stern it's why I would say Limbaugh is the most influential I really do believe this the most influential person to ever do radio and I know many of you who listen to this show I'm even on some of the same stations that Rush Limbaugh is also on and I know many of you are going to miss him uh, a great deal so condolences to Rush Limbaugh and to his family and to his millions and millions of fans that have spent decades listening to his radio show on a daily basis Limbaugh in particular uh, penetrated into the world of sports relatively quickly in a segment that went viral all the way back in 2003 uh, in particular Limbaugh was hired to work at ESPN as a commentator on their NFL pregame show and alongside of Tom Jackson and Chris Berman, Steve Young and Michael Irvin, it's wild to even think about now because of the direction that ESPN has gone since then. The idea of anybody who is not a far left wing zealot working at ESPN is almost hard to imagine, much less a right-wing conservative radio commentator but it did not last very long with Rush Limbaugh on the television network and that is because of this segment that went viral talking about Donovan McNabb and the success or failure of the Philadelphia Eagles if you haven't heard that clip in a long time I still find it to be incredibly timely and I would encourage you to uh, to listen here. This is from ESPN in 2003, Rush Limbaugh discussing alongside of Tom Jackson and Chris Berman and Michael Irvin and uh, also uh, Steve Young, the quarterback position 
with Donna McNabb and the Eagles. I, you know, I've listened to all of you guys, actually, and I think the sum total of what you're all saying is that Donovan McNabb is, re is regressing. He's going backwards. Mm -hmm. and, and my, I, I'm sorry to say this, I don't think he's been that good from the get-go. I think what we've had here is a little social concern in the NFL. I think the media has been very desirous that a black quarterback do well. Mm -hmm. We're interested in black coaches and black quarterbacks doing well. I think there is a little hope invested in McNabb, and he got a lot of credit for the performance of this team that he really didn't deserve. That Somebody went to those championship games. Some, oh, somebody they went. went to those Pro Bowls. Somebody made those plays that I saw running down the field, doing it with his legs, doing it with his arm. He has been a very effective quarterback for this football team over the last two or three years. Yeah, but different than the... what we see right now. And they didn't have any more talent yeah. then. Oh, yeah, than they, they did on now. defense. On defense, they did. That's what I'm saying. I think he got a lot of credit for the defensive side of the ball winning games for this team. But I'll tell you what, I'll say it even more strongly, Tom. When they're winning, nobody makes more plays right. than Donovan his, McNabb. With his arm than Donovan McNabb. Yeah. That guy is really one of the best in the league at making plays. Well, but making plays does not win championships. Running the offense does. So at some point, I think Gotta run Floyd the Detmer looks like a better option it, because it, he'll, it, go it, to it, he'll go in there, what? drop back, well, and throw it the odd, ball correctly. It, isn't it odd that last year with the broken leg. I know it was Arizona, but the one game he was in the pie, he looked great. He had, good, to, play, right he had to run that off. So, Rush, once you, once you make that investment, though, once you make that investment in him, that's a done deal. I'm saying it's a good investment. Don't misunderstand. I, I just don't think he's as good as everybody said he has been. Rush has a point. Why. Well, he Rush certainly has hasn't matured. That is 2003 ESPN. And some of you probably remember that controversy Maybe a little bit if you're old enough to have been watching ESPN back in the time. I was a law student at the time, and this was a pre-social media, pre-social network in general era. I don't think Facebook even existed. And so this primarily played out in television and in uh, old school media, newspapers, everything else. Rush Limbaugh ends up losing his job as a result of that conversation. I thought then and I think now that there was nothing at all wrong with what he said. Now, I know Donovan McNabb pretty well at this point. I worked with him at FS1. I like him. Uh, I think he's a good dude. But I don't think there's any doubt that the identity of a quarterback in particular, because that's the most important position in all of team sports, that the identity of a quarterback, but the identity of athletes in general, oftentimes become a big part of whether or not we root for them. All right. So let's take a step back and think about where we are. It's the same conversation still going on, frankly, except it's been flipped on its head to a large extent. So Look, we talked about this on the show I, this several months ago. Do you remember when Dominique Foxworth at ESPN came out and said he rooted against Josh Allen as a quarterback because of the people who root for Josh Allen? And he said those are the kind of people who have American flags in their profile pictures. And it didn't even hardly create any issue at all for Dominique Foxworth. But if a white ESPN analyst had said, hey, I root against Lamar Jackson because of the profile pictures of the people who root for Lamar Jackson, 
that guy would have been fired and never able to work in sports again. And so identity is very often a part of how we decide who and why we're going to support people, whether it's fair or foul, and also whether the media is going to cover a story in an aggressive fashion. Um, I, I said before when I wrote about this, and I wrote about it some in my book, Republicans by Sneakers 2, which is the most recent book that I've written, I think that Rush Limbaugh was well within the bounds of acceptable discourse to raise this as an issue because I do think that the overall identity of a quarterback often characterizes the way media covers him. Let me take it out of quarterbacks and out of uh, football for a moment. Jeremy Lin, do you remember Lin's sanity several years ago now? Jeremy Lin became a major story because he got on a fantastic run with the New York Knicks and because he was Asian. Not because necessarily he had the greatest run in the history of basketball. It was the fact that Jeremy Lin was doing that as an Asian basketball player that turned that story into a massive one there for a couple of weeks. It's probably been, what, eight or nine years ago now that Jeremy Lin went off. Now, he wasn't able to sustain that level of excellence, but the reason why he became a story on the level that he did was because he was an Asian guard, an Asian point guard, not because he was having the greatest run in the history of basketball. It was because it was an unexpected run, because people didn't know Jeremy Lin, and also because there hadn't been an Asian basketball player outside of Yao Ming really make much of a difference in the NBA in its history. Um, but I also think the history of the quarterback position is such that I believe the vast majority of people out there listening to me right now who are NFL fans don't care at all. Don't care in any way what the race or uh, of a quarterback is. As long as that quarterback can win, you are going to support that quarterback. But it's interesting that we end up being drawn over and over and over again back into the same discussion and the same topic. And what Rush Limbaugh was pointing out, and I think it's an intriguing angle and it's certainly worthy of discussion, is we talk a lot about people rooting against a black quarterback, right? It's always a topic. We had this come up a couple of years ago with Lamar Jackson and uh, and whether or not he was going to be successful. And it's kind of a, it, it, I would say it, it makes a lot of people just get tired of the same topic coming up again and again and again. But if there are people who are rooting against, against, uh, against a quarterback like Donovan McNabb, Rush Limbaugh's point was there are probably also a decent number of people that are rooting for uh, a guy like Donovan McNabb because of his race. Again, for that same identity politics-laden reason. And I think, unfortunately, what happened to Rush Limbaugh set the expectation that there's only one way that you're able to talk about sports and you can't in any way draw a more serious discussion uh, about this sort of uh, this sort of story so I'm curious for the crew out there that may or may not have actually heard this uh, this clip maybe not ever I mean it's been 17 years does that seem like a conversation that should have necessitated 
Rush Limbaugh being fired? I think the answer is 100% no. And I also find when you listen to that clip, I don't like when people feign outrage after a clip has already existed. Does that make sense? Uh, When I say it like in real time, people on television had the opportunity to react to Rush Limbaugh's opinion and nobody was really able to do it. Then a whole week goes by and everybody decides that they're going to be offended by the conversation and Rush Limbaugh ends up getting fired for raising this as an issue. I don't I think it's 100% worthy of discussion and I think there's even some truth to what Rush Limbaugh is saying. I think there are a lot of people that root for people who traditionally have not had success to have success. Like, I I don't think that there's any uh, doubt that that was the case. And so the fact that he would get fired for saying that is, I think, what has led us on the slippery slope in the world of sports in particular. But I think in a larger cancel culture, this is what is acceptable to be said. This is what is not acceptable to be said. And I think whether a lot of you out there agree or disagree with uh, with the argument that Rush Limbaugh would make or the argument that I would make on radio show this radio show on a daily basis, this is the full flourishment of the First Amendment. There are a lot of shows where a conversation like the one Rush Limbaugh had can't exist and in fact in much of mainstream sports media that's the situation so I'm just curious on the crew uh Dub has hopped a flight he's out but Danny G is that something that Rush Limbaugh should have gotten fired for it's pretty crazy to hear now in 2021 back in 2003 I was hosting a morning show on a hip-hop radio station and I remember our morning show talking about it a lot of the country was outraged it was a big deal when I just heard it for the first time again years later now, compared to this crazy world we live in and talk radio and all the TV shows, that seems really tame. I agree. If that happened now, people really wouldn't even blink, I don't think. I, I think you're right. What about you, Eddie? You do updates. To, like Listening to that from, I guess, 18 years ago now, almost, does it seem crazy that he lost his job for that conversation and that was considered to be unacceptable discourse? Yes, and I, I even honestly remember thinking at the time, you've hired Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. What did you expect? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the type of thing he talks about on his on his radio shows, or did, obviously, talk about on his radio shows. So why would you be upset when you brought in a guy to create a discussion, create a discussion? Yeah, I agree. And I've never heard a long-form discussion of that segment but as a TV guy, everything is scripted. And, and what I mean by that is you know what the topics are in advance. So I've always wondered, did, did Rush Limbaugh not let anybody know what his opinion of Donovan McNabb was going to be in advance? And he just ran up and cannonballed into the conversation and nobody really knew what he was going to say. No, no, because it was called The Rush or something like that. It was a segment where they put him on the hot seat and he was supposed to stir things up. Yeah, as an NFL fan. Yeah, exactly. It was an NFL think piece. So I I think what I always say is, are you actually offended or are you offended by the reaction? And I think the guys, Chris Berman, Tom Jackson, Steve Young, and uh, Michael Irvin, the other guys on that show – 
were not bothered by what Limbaugh said in the moment. They were bothered by the reaction to what Limbaugh said. And then they came on the next week and they were like, this was so unacceptable. I would never have allowed Rush Limbaugh to ever. I mean, why can't he make that statement? There, I, I don't think there's any doubt that the media has rooting interests, right? Collectively, I'm a member of the media. I don't think there's any doubt in the world of sports that, and this is one of the reasons that we have success on this show as well, I don't pretend to be some like 100% perfect, unbiased uh, fan of the world of sports. The reason why people like sports is because of the passion and the intensity and sometimes the irrationality of sports fandom. It doesn't make sense on a rational basis for any of you out there listening to me right now to have either good feelings or bad feelings based on what strangers playing a game uh, do, (laughs) right? I mean, that's totally illogical. And you probably have uh, friends and family who have made that argument to you before, and you have to acknowledge that it makes no sense for you without any tangible connection to a team to allow your emotional uh, enjoyment to be uh, excited or or despondent based on the result of a three-hour football game or a couple-hour basketball game. It's nonsensical. But that's what fandom is in many ways. It is nonsensical. The challenge, I think, is whenever you fire somebody for something that they say, you set the expectation for what is acceptable discourse. Uh, And when you fire somebody, like if I came on here and I said like 10 expletives in a row, then I'd be like, okay, there's probably a a decent argument for iHeart, my bosses, to be like, yeah, you can't say the words that you just said, and you know that, and you didn't do it once, you did it 10 times in a row, I think we got to talk about potentially firing you, right? I'd be like, okay, that's a standard for acceptable speech. But being fired for an opinion when ESPN hired Rush Limbaugh in the first uh, first place, what did you think you were going to get? Probably some provocative, controversial topic that in the world of sports that may make some people a little bit uncomfortable. But ultimately, if it were a rational discussion and if it were well debated, could hopefully lead to a better understanding in the world of sports than existed beforehand that's the idea anyway uh what uh by the way we got people i haven't even given out the number we got people on the vip line who want to weigh in yeah really quick here we have marv in ontario canada marv what you got for me uh how you doing guys excellent um a couple of quick points i'll try to be as brief as possible um the veracity of any statement is proven by time For example, the reason that Howard Cosell got fired was a spontaneous comment that he made on Monday Night Football, and he he was fired for it then, and he would be fired for it today. Um, Rush Limbaugh's statement, uh, he was just a trailblazer. He was just willing to say something um, 18 years ago um, that society might not have been ready to hear, but it still was true. And history will prove that probably Donovan McNabb never got one single Hall of Fame vote. Um, Rush was just stating what the facts were, and the guys in the moment were able to provide uh, somewhat of an argument, but they didn't argue against what he said. Um, The second thing that I wanted to say quickly is that what really troubles me about cancel culture is um, Fox News um, ran some of the the, – Uh, internet statements 
that people were were twittering or uh, uh, bringing in on Facebook about their comments about Russia and good riddance, and I'm glad he is dead. Why does the left media, left wing media, not um, prohibit or censure those kind of statements? Whereas if Bill Clinton would die tomorrow, I doubt very much that any commentator would be able to ever say anything about his about his Oval Office antics uh, and and get away with it without it being called hate speech. Thanks a lot. Yeah, well, I saw that some negativity, substantial negativity, was trending on social media when Rush Limbaugh died, and that some people out there, ridiculously, I think, were celebrating his death. Um, it, it is interesting how. We allow, look, I don't like to get into deciding what is permissible and impermissible when it comes to speech, right? I I just, I I don't think that that is uh, a standard that is very helpful for someone like me who explores ideas and gives opinions all day long. That's why I reject cancel culture at its most basic level. Because I don't believe that we are allowing the full flourishment of the marketplace of ideas if we are canceling people based on opinions that make some uncomfortable. Because in order to reach the best answer in a society where we are debating contentious issues, we can't say to some people, oh, your voice is not allowed to be a part of this conversation because it triggers me or it makes me uncomfortable. And moreover, you also don't have the right, by the way, to have a job because that's what happens a lot, right? Somebody shares an opinion and you can agree or disagree with any opinion, but the next step, the one that we have embraced in this country, particularly in a social media era, but I think Rush Limbaugh was on the front edges of this, is we are not going to allow you to be employed because your opinion has so upset my uh, my feelings that we're not going to allow you to be a part of the larger conversation. I think that is a tremendous failure of American society today. And whether or not you agree with anything Rush Limbaugh said, he represented the absolute uh, forefront of the First Amendment for decades on his show, arguing in the marketplace of ideas widely for the beliefs that he had. And that is why I believe he is the most influential person who has ever worked in the medium of radio in its entire history. When we come back, I'll open up phone lines, 877-996-6369. Some of you can react uh, to that clip 18 years ago, uh, occurred on ESPN. Rush Limbaugh was fired for it. Rest in peace to Rush Limbaugh, all of his fans, all of his family out there. We're just kind of discussing his legacy here in the world of media and sports. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty 
tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestine test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. We are joined now by a, uh, I believe it's a couple, and I was kind of fascinated by this story. They reached out to me uh, to talk uh, about their situation in Bristol, Virginia, right on the Tennessee and Virginia border. And I believe 
Uh, both are the both of them on the line right now, uh, uh, Danny, Danny G. Yeah, but in this case, Blair is a male, so JJ and Blair are going to take turns talking with you. All right, so you guys, tell me about your business and what the situation is uh, for people out there who don't know. Uh, Bristol, Virginia, one side of the street, Virginia rules; the other side of the street, Tennessee rules, because literally the street bisects the state line, and as a result, in an age of COVID, you've got completely different rules and regulations that govern in the state of Virginia as opposed to the state of Tennessee. You are on the Virginia side. Thanks for coming on. What does that mean? So we're a restaurant, uh, Quaker Steak and Lube, in downtown Bristol. Um, We are on the Virginia side, and literally at our front door, 20 feet, is the Tennessee border. And so we're under the rules of uh, Governor Northam in the state of Virginia and across the street, which, well, that means that uh, so at 10 o'clock we have to have all alcohol off the tables, cannot be in possession of any guest. We, um, we can't have anyone sitting at our bar. We can have them sitting in tables six feet apart. However, across the street in Tennessee, 40 feet away to several bars within a block of us, they can they have been able to sit at the bar, stay open until 3 a.m., have live music, all of the above. So this is wild. Like, uh, we, we talk a lot on this program. We've talked a lot about COVID restrictions and which ones make sense and which ones don't. Because your state is literally uh, bordering, I mean, your restaurant is basically on one side of the street and the other side of the street is Tennessee, you are dealing with the restrictions in Virginia, which are substantial, and the state of Tennessee has different restrictions, which are much less substantial. What has that meant to your business? In other words, if you were on the other side of the street and you were a Tennessee business as opposed to a Virginia business, how much different would that? How much difference would that make for your business? This is Blair. Um, the answer is very easy. It's it's just profitability. Um, we consistently are losing money uh, because of these restrictions. Um, we have a we're a music venue as well, and so live entertainment has been curtailed, and um, that's impacted our late night sales. Um, having to shut down at ten o'clock has been a, a real killer for us. So literally, on the other side of the street, they can sell alcohol and have live performances until three a.m. potentially, and you guys have to shut down five hours earlier. Correct. So what is the response of people who live in Bristol and see these absolutely different and ridiculously absurd rules applied on one side of the street versus the other side of the street? People have to think this is madness, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, we see it um, every night, especially, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. When we do last call at 9.30, 9.45, there is a, just a mass exodus of all across, out of here, from all the crosswalks right across the street for people to keep going. And so people are having a beer, and you guys say, hey, you have to leave uh, because of COVID restrictions, and you shut down on the Virginia side of the street, and they just walk across the street to Tennessee and continue whatever they were doing beforehand. You can watch it every evening. And and our customers have overwhelmingly uh, responded to us about how ridiculous the situation is. Uh, Thankfully, we have loyal um, 
uh, customers, and they've been very supportive of us. Um, but, you know, I think it goes back just to the fundamentals of, uh, of this whole situation. If you don't want to go out, don't go out. Uh, my parents have not been to this restaurant, to my restaurant, uh, since the COVID, and they're they're of the age where, you know, they're exposed, so I don't blame them. But you know what? Let's open up. I think that um, um, the whole country needs to open up. I feel sorry. I see on Fox News every day a restaurant owner from maybe California or up, up, up in New York. I really don't know how they're hanging on. Um, to say they're hanging on by a string, would probably even be a stretch. Um, so I get, I commend them because they're even more restricted than we are. Um, and um, we're just happy that we've been able to keep the doors open and all of our employees employed. And uh, we've had very good, loyal employees who have stood by us throughout the, all of this. So, and, you know, it's, it's in spite of all these, these governors, right, with their ridiculous rules that have nothing to back them up, especially for us down in southwest Virginia. On the border of Tennessee, we're being held to a standard from northern Virginia, D.C. area, and it's it's ridiculous. It's two totally different areas of the country, two totally different responses and outbreaks of, of um, positive cases. It's so what, it has to be a lot of businesses that are as frustrated as yours, right, that are close to the border like this, but literally on one side of the street, you know, I mean, it points to the absurdity of the rules that the Tennessee side, they're able to have a full flourishing of their business. And on your side, you're hanging on by your fingertips to even be able to keep your business open. Can't just be you, right? There's a lot of people dealing with these same restrictions uh, in the state of Virginia, trying to compete with Tennessee businesses on the other side of the street without being able to compete on a fair playing field. Um, Yes. um, um, So I talked to our next door neighbor who owns a a famous burger joint called the Burger Bar. His name's Joe Deal. Uh, actually, Fox News actually interviewed him uh, probably three or four months ago during this about this similar topic um, and just the impact that it's had for him as well. I mean, it's just complete frustration, you know. And um, we're to the point that we want to we want to fight this um, these mandates and yeah. uh, and I and I think our next recourse if Governor Northam does not allow us um, to open up, which it doesn't sound like from his press conference yesterday that he's going to, um, is to start filing lawsuits. And I'd hope that if we do, that many other business owners, as well as other restaurants, would follow suit. What happens if you just stay open? The health department comes in. Um, uh, We've had the health department in our business uh, several times. Um, I don't think our local health department really wants um, us to go under. I mean, the amount of taxes that we pay um, are astonishing. We pay a meals tax here to the city. Um, I mean, we basically could fund um, the fire department, for instance, here with just based off your taxes that you pay. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate. It. We've got to we've got to finish off the show here. I appreciate you guys calling in. Real quick, I, yeah. Real quick, can I give a shout out to uh, our, our business partner uh, Jeff Tickle is down in Florida, and I want to give a shout out to him and um, Governor DeSantis down there, who's left Florida to stay open and look at the success that they've had. I just want America to know that. Thank Florida you. Florida is a great state. Thank you. Uh, look, I mean, I think if you look at the data. That thanks, thanks for you guys coming on. I just thought that was such an intriguing story. I think if you look at the data, that there is going to be zero doubt that of every major state, large state in the country, Florida did the best job. I mean, Andrew Cuomo may end up getting 
uh, removed from office before all is said and done for the lies, deception, and potential criminal activity that he's been involved in in the state of New York. In California, we may end up seeing Gavin Newsom be recalled because people in California are so fed up with the absurdity of the rules. But to me, this is just an emblematic larger metaphor of the absurdity of COVID rules that we had in place. That There's a, literally a street on one side of the street the bars and restaurants have to close at 10 o'clock. On the other side of the street, bars and restaurants can stay open until 3 a.m. What logic in any way justifies that decision-making? I mean, my position for, from the get-go for months and months has been open every school, open every business. The best stimulus that can exist in this country is letting business people and their employees go back to work full-fledged. And if you don't believe that the risk is worth it, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to go outside. You don't have to go anywhere. It's way past time to open up every business in America and every school. I appreciate all of you hanging out with me. And also, by the way, have some full stands and stadiums for those who want to go with baseball, which is going to be starting up soon. We're officially underway. I think tomorrow we'll be talking about spring training officially being underway. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.